Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 140, and Merry, Merry Christmas. I told you in the last podcast that I'm not much of a Christmas guy, um, but I, I'm learning. I'm trying to learn to slow down. Um, I'm starting to learn how important it is, like... Um, I'm really excited about this Christmas, uh, mainly in the way that um, we're uh, we're doing something really beautiful with some neighbors of ours, and I, I just can't wait. Like they're doing, a, like the kids are doing, like a gift exchange with one another. Like I love that. So there's certain things that I'm learning to appreciate. I'm learning to understand, and and uh, but I think the other thing I think I'm learning is how unbelievably important. It is to reflect on Emmanuel, God with us. And just Christmas for me is not just a moment on a calendar. Christmas is a way in which I'm trying to think and be. Like he came to us. He loves us. He sees us. He empathizes with our humanity. He, he didn't just die and resurrect. He's preparing a place for us. And he continues to minister to us by going to the Father on our behalf. And so Christmas is not just this moment on a calendar that we're going to experience. It's every day. This, this God didn't stay far off. This, this agnostic being who like looks over everything and goes, but yeah. Okay, but I'm not going to interact with it. And he came to us. It says in John 1, like we talked about, he moved into the neighborhood. He became one of us and he, and, he, and he loves us and he cares for us. And that's who our God is. He's Emmanuel, God with us. So I, I think it's also reflecting that and resting in that, finding peace in that. He is with us. He is near to us. He is advocating for us. He's praying for us. And I'm just so grateful, grateful for this time of year that kind of maybe slows us down a little bit, helps us remember. So maybe before you go into the hustle and the bustle and the crazy of all that's going on, slow down. Just, just take a minute. Slow down. Just thank him. Thank you, Emmanuel. Thank you for coming. Thank you for saving. Thank you that you are near, no matter what is going on. And whether this is a really good Christmas season for you or really, really hard, one truth remains, is that he loves you, he sees you, and he's near to you. And that what's, that's what makes it really, truly a very, very Merry Christmas. So Merry Christmas to you, your friends, and your family. May you be blessed in this season. Um, also, I want to say thank you. Thank you for those of you who continue to listen. You know, as we were kind of wrap up 2020, I just can't thank you enough uh, for being a part of this journey where we go through the scriptures together and we learn and we grow together. I, I, I can't tell you, you know, in Philippians 1, there's this really beautiful part where uh, Paul goes, every time I think of you, I thank my God. And, and I must say, um, I've said that about friends. There's certain friends that I'll say that to. And I think about like with you, you all who are listening, I, I really do. I thank God 
for those of you who continue to listen, that this, this is a part of your journey. I really do thank God. I really feel this thing that we are learning and growing together and figuring it out together. I love that. I love getting these messages from people on Facebook or Instagram that say, thank you so much. Or I was a former student of yours, you know, like, you know, it's so cool to hear a familiar voice or people from my, my hometown, like, really, really cool. And so I just want to say thank you for those of you who continue to listen and do this. Uh, I love doing it. It's, it's such a great joy. Uh, and then those, for those of you who continue uh, to give on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash front porch confessional. Thank you so much. Thank you for being a part of making this podcast happen. It is a huge encouragement. If you'd like to be a part of that, just go to Patreon and, uh, there's options 10 20 30 40 bucks a month like whatever you feel like you want to be a part of i very much appreciate it so thank you all right um our passage uh we 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 just got through a a proverbs series uh just you know i think maybe four or five podcasts uh six podcasts uh, on proverbs and um as I started going through this Easter season, this passage kind of popped into my mind. So I thought I'd slow down a little bit and, and kind of reflect on it. And it was really helpful for me. So I hope it does the same for you. It's a pretty familiar passage, Isaiah 9-6. And it says this, For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You're going to love this story. Uh, Growing up, and this tells you, you, you've heard a lot about me growing up, but growing up, I I grew up in a home that, like I told you, like it was a, a legalistic, but it wasn't mean. Like it didn't feel like... I mean, it wasn't like my, you know, when I talk about my parents disciplining me, I mean, it was done with grace. I mean, obviously it wasn't easy, but, you know, this, the legalism I talk about was more like, you know, like in our, my Christmas story goes like this. There was a period of time, like I, we didn't do Halloween. So that's a part of that legalism, you know, and Christmas ended up being that we went through a season where we didn't have a Christmas tree, you know. Which is ironic because my aunt and uncle literally own a Christmas tree farm. I mean, hundreds of acres of Christmas trees, and they sell these Christmas trees. So my family, my, the Goki, <clears throat> our particular family, uh, decided that, no, that was that, that kind of took the place of Christ. And, and so we kind of banned Christmas trees, and, and, uh, for, and, which was really confusing because this tree used to stand and all the, you know, all the, all, the, all the presents, you know, for a period of my life, and then it was like, like, nope, we're done with that. So, okay. So what takes the place is we had a manger. I remember, I, I remember one year there was a manger and we had a baby in it and there was straw. And then instead of putting the presents under the tree, we put them under the manger. And then, uh, we took those presents back from Jesus, you know, um, it, which was really confusing as a kid. I was like, wow, I give my presents to Jesus. And then I take my presents to Jesus. I thought it was all about Jesus. And then the Christmas tree. And I was just so confused about the whole thing. But I think the intention was trying to go like my parents were going, no, it's not about the presents. It's not about a Christmas tree. It's about Jesus. But yet it was so confusing as a kid because Jesus was a plastic doll and a manger. And the whole thing was just uh, beyond me. But that'll explain a lot of my childhood and maybe why, to some extent, Christmas for me isn't necessarily like, I just can't wait for it. It was like this weird season. And then we would go up north and Christmas up there is like epic, you know, and so we would go 
from home to home and family to family. That felt like Christmas to me. Uh, but it was just kind of a confusing time in some ways. And I think for most of my life, I've been trying to figure out what is this season all about? What is this all about? Right? Is it about the decorations? Is it about the presents? Is it, you know, people talk about it's all about Jesus, but is it really? And, and so as I started kind of thinking through my own story and thinking through this particular, uh, particular passage, um, I think what this passage has done for me, and hopefully this is what it'll do for you as well. It centers us on who it's all about, what Christmas is all about. And I want to be very, very clear. Christmas is all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And here's the really interesting thing. It was all about Jesus before it was even his birth. And it will always be about Jesus. It's always been about Jesus. And Isaiah is trying to tell us something 700 years. He's giving this prophecy 700 years before Jesus is born. 700 years before Jesus is born, what Isaiah is trying to help the Israelites understand and us as well is it's always been about Jesus. Because Israel right now is in captivity and they have lost all hope. Will God ever liberate us? Will he help us? Will he do it? Will he, you know, free us like he did from the Egyptians and bring it right And Isaiah is trying to go. Let me give you a prophetic view of what is to come, but what is already here. It's not like Jesus is like, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. I don't want to. No, no, no. The presence of God was always moving forward. We're just missing him. Christmas has always been here, even before he was born. But so often we've missed it. And Isaiah is going, let me give you a prophetic understanding of what already is and also what is coming because God is all, Jesus has always been the plan, always, which means Christmas was always on the horizon was always here. And this period of time in this passage is trying to center us in this understanding. And what's really great is Isaiah's kind of prophetically saying this over this moment and over this time. He says some very specific things, which I love. He's talking about who is the Messiah and how will this Messiah come as a child? Now we go, that uh, seems like a very bad plan, especially if you're in captivity. Like if you're in captivity and you all of a sudden hear the Messiah is coming, but the Messiah is coming as a child, you're like, no, 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 no. I want fire from heaven, right? I want that Red Sea moment that we got going on. The plan is to bring a baby. This doesn't make any sense at all. Well, you're, the plan is to have this kid because if we're thinking about it, like there's nothing more helpless than a baby. And to be honest, like if I'm really honest here, let, let me just say this. I just looked at my kids when they were babies and I was like, grow up already. I know it says a lot about me. I'm sorry. Some of you maybe have this view of me like I'm this sensitive guy because I talk about my feelings. But the reality is I'm like, grow up already so we can do something fun. You're just you're just looking at me going, feed me, help me, rock me, put me to bed, change my diaper. And I'm like, come on, grow up already so you can do all that stuff on your own. <laughs> we can go have fun. Right. And so if you're thinking about the Messiah, 
who's coming to liberate all of Israel and all the world for the glory of God. You're not thinking a baby yet. That is what God chose to save not only Israel, but the whole world. God sent his son and he had to in order to stand in the place of humanity as a perfect sacrifice so we could be reconciled back to God. So we ourselves can be called sons and daughters of the most high God, right? Because he says, no, a son is given, right? The son of God coming to rescue and ransom all of humanity. So we now are known as sons and daughters of the most high God through that beautiful grace filled sacrifice for us. Isaiah's trying to go, Christmas has always been here, but Christmas rolled into this moment 700 years afterwards, which is what he's prophetically declaring. And finally fulfilled the commission, the mission that had always been there. But we get stuck on this day and this moment. And yes, we should celebrate it. But it's always been the plan. It's always been the reality, which means it's always been there for us to celebrate. And so what is it that we're actually celebrating? Yes, his death and his resurrection, but who is he? He's wonderful. He's a wonderful counselor. He's our mediator between God and man. Again, if you go back to Hebrews 4 or go... Uh, forward to Hebrews 4. Read Hebrews 4. He stands in the gap. He's a wonderful counselor. He's mighty God. Jesus is mighty God. That's why, again, John, I keep going back to John 1, but John 1 so helpful. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is saying, when you see, when you see me, you see the Father. Like he's mighty God. He's the everlasting father. How beautiful. He is the prince of peace. And wouldn't we say we need peace? We need peace in our land. We need peace in our world. Jesus is the prince of peace. And when he died and he rose again, it was to declare his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven and peace on earth and goodwill towards men. For born today in the city of David is a savior and his name is Jesus. Jesus set into motion the establishment of the kingdom. He has governed us fairly. He is so fair. And he stands in the gap between God and humanity and proclaims with grace that cannot be earned forgiven. That's what he says to us, forgiven. So when we celebrate Christmas, let us thank him for this gift that he's given to us. And as we give gifts to other people, let us remind them of this, of the unbelievable generosity of our God who came to us, Emmanuel, and blessed the world from generation to generation, past, present, and future with his presence. Christmas has always been here, but we celebrate it on the day that Jesus was born to remind ourselves to mark the day when God's promise 
showed up in the person of Jesus Christ, died, lived, died, and rose again and declares us holy as a result of that sacrifice. Because our attitude will impact our understanding of the advent of Christ. So the question is this, will you reflect on this, this truth, this passage, this Christmas season? I hope you do. Father God, we celebrate you. Merry Christmas. Thank you that Christmas has always been the reality, that you, had, you did not forsake us in the garden as a result of sin. You set into motion your redemption plan, catalyzed in the birth of your son, Jesus, and commissioned through his death and resurrection that we are now sons and daughters of the Most High God. We celebrate you. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.